Canine Detection Collaborative, a detection dog training trio with Stacy Barnett. Hi. Robin Grubel. Hey there. And Crystal Wing. What's up? With humor and a big dose of theory, our trio talks practical training advice and features interviews with top trainers and scientists. It's Canine Detection Collaborative! Hi everyone, this is Stacy Barnett from Canine Detection Collaborative, and I'm here finally with both of my co-hosts. I'm so Yay. excited. Woohoo! Although uh, Crystal is still very husky, so we might get a lot of likes on this one, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. Actually, in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm here with Crystal Wing. Hey there, dames of detection. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin Grubel. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so um, here we are. It's right after New Year's, which is crazy. I can't believe it's 2024 um, when we air this, but when we're recording it, it's actually just prior to that. So that's kind of weird saying that. We want to do an episode where we're really kind of reflecting a little bit on our past year because it is uh, kind of the New Year's and I know a lot of us have done a lot of uh, personal growth. And you know what? Honestly, as a trainer, no matter what you're doing with your training or you know where you are, what level you are, how advanced you are, how new you are, whatever, you know, it should all always be about growth because if you're not growing, you're stagnating. And I think um, we want to talk a little bit about some of our growth this year and And, you know, you you know, us will kind of probably um, riff off of that a little bit. And we are also going to not pressure Crystal to have to say a whole lot because she's just getting her voice back. So she's um, so anyway, this is we want to say no pressure. Crystal. Yes, I've got about an hour of voice. So I'm giving it to you all. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And we're going to try to be very judicious, I guess, is kind of what we're saying. there. (laughs) So, yeah. On my first question, because I was thinking about this as I was driving back from a doctor's appointment, and I will say one of the things that I have learned this year is the the knee surgery part has taught me how much I don't like to ask for help. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't delegate well. I, Mm -hmm. and you know, all, all of these things and I just have to do a huge shout out to the, the, the tribe that I have. And especially Julia, you should go listen to her episode if you haven't, um, who have handled things, um, since I've had knee surgery. So, um, I, I don't think it's going to, it's at least given me one really good experience on delegating, but I also have figured out that at asking for help, I'm a Capricorn and I'm a Type A. <laughs> does not go Who's well. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so that is that's one of the things that I want to continue to work on for next year. Yeah, I, do you, so. I'm just curious. Like, have you? Do you see any parallels with your? I'm, I'm just thinking yeah. out loud, any parallels with your, how you train with like, you're, you're seeing some insight about yourself. Are there, do you ever, do you ever feel? Um, it comes back to that whole asking for help thing, mm-hmm. um, is sometimes it just really, the thing that matters is that the thing gets done. Yeah. 
it's not necessarily on how it gets done. Mm-hmm. It's that it gets done. Right. And so as soon as you, and, and in dog training, if I, I equate that back to the dog training part is at the end, we're trying to train behaviors. Mm-hmm. And how I like to train, how you like to train, and how the dog learns all dictates how you go through that journey. Right. And so sometimes as an instructor, it's really important to not be so focused on the how. Yeah. Yeah. But to make sure that the animal is learning the behavior it needs to learn and you're being fair to the dog. So, and the human, right? Got to be fair to both of them. So So it's a complicated, what you're saying then is that that makes it a very complicated type of decision process where it's not a black and white, you know. It's not a methodology. I mean, it comes down to, I have people who show up here to train with me who have polar opposite ideas on how they train and- When they leave here, I know that they're, they might take a tidbit of what I said, yep. but they mm-hmm. may not take the whole thing and they're not going to train the dog how I would train the dog. Right. And that it it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I, and I think that people get on these little islands mm-hmm. of, no, this is the best way to train. Well, that's the best way to train for you and <laughs> yeah. for that particular dog. And it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's, that's an interesting conversation. It really is. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and as a, an instructor who also gives like, when you're teaching seminars, it's like, it's kind of, you have to kind of put yourself into that like non-judgmental yeah. situation also. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been in that. I mean, you get people and you're like, okay, these are your training choices. I'm not going to Right. Well, and so, you know, yeah. and you do spend some time in your head going, why the bleep did you do that? <laughs> right, 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 right. And right. or whoever told you that was didn't understand this concept very well or something. But yeah, people don't know. No. And mm-hmm. and it's okay. And that's why they go to training. Yeah. And yeah. we're all on a journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where being a positive reinforcement trainer in bite sports. I feel a lot of that where people will say they, you can't do it, which I think is funny because we've been doing it. <laughs> right. Um, but then <laughs> yeah. you get the, well, you know, behind the doors, you're doing this. Okay. Mm. <laughs> if you want to leave that. <laughs> yeah. And then it's always the yeah. goalpost that moves. Right, so yeah. once you achieve this thing, well, then who's doing it at this level? Well, who's doing it? And then it's, it's all the way to the point now with like, well, who's doing it at the world level? Who's on the podium at the world's? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, you know, it just, you get poked a lot and it doesn't matter uh, how you're doing things. Someone's always going to question and you're going to upset somebody. Yeah. So it's about what's right by you and what yes. you feel comfortable doing. And I think that's where we have to find uh, what we agree with and learn from others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, it's not a situation of whether or not like I'm ethically aligned with the differences in training. It's more about differences in training that I think may or may not be um, more or less effective. And um, I'm in a situation where I don't tend to train like mainstream in nose work, right? I go odor only, 
when I teach um, when I teach odor, I don't pair odor with food. Um, I don't pair at all. I mean, people ask me, well, you know, what about pairing? And I'm like, well, well, I don't do it. And but at the same time, I also recognize that there's a lot of people that do. And I make a point of not, you know, expressing judgment about that. And, you know, I may have my own thoughts about what I think is more or less effective. But a lot of times I'm in conversations with people and I train with markers. I have a I have a very clear marker system. It's one of the things that I'm actually really proud of this past year in terms of personal growth is becoming a lot more clear in my marker usage because I felt like that clarity has really, really impacted my dogs and their performance. But I also know that not everybody thinks the same way as I do. You know, people want to introduce um, odor differently in my sport, and that's fine. I really, like, it, you know, I'm not in a situation where I guess, you know, when I started with um, with a sport, you kind of get on a like, well, this is how I train. And then there were always those like, fa- I remember those Facebook conversations where you it would get like, you know, us versus them. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I am not in that conversation anymore. I mean, I felt like I, I got sucked into it in the early days, but now it's like, no, it, I don't, you know, if people want to train the way I train, fine, I will help you, but I'm not going to express judgment if you don't either. And I'm cool with that too. So I think in the end, it's helped me to be in a better position in the nosework community. And because I'm not expressing judgment. So I have a very good relationship with a lot of um a lot of people that don't train the way I do. And I and that's fine. That's fine. And that's part of I think my own personal growth that I've gone through um just even over the years. It's not not this year, but just over the years. And it's a different situation because it's for me, it's not there's no ethical conflict there. It's just more what I think is going to be more or less effective, you know. Right. I go back to imposter syndrome that we did in the beginning of the year. Right. And the difference of where I am from there to now is tremendous. Yes. And I realize Mm -hmm. that I don't have to know every method, every technique. What is really good is if I'm very passionate about what I do and what I learn, and I can be really good at that, and I can be a resource for others about those things. Right. And I can show my excitement and share my enthusiasm. Um, And that's where I think... I've really overcome a lot of imposter syndrome and built a lot of confidence in that way. Yeah. I'm just recognizing I don't have to know everything. And I think that's where a lot of it was coming from me was the lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. And the way that I've been able to build confidence is to recognize that I can be good at what I'm good at and I don't have to be great at everything. And that's right. okay. Yeah. That was yeah. huge this year. So I'm very thankful for that realization. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and I can see that in you, honestly. Yes. Personally, really, yeah. it's so it's so obvious to me. It's been fun to watch. Well, here's me. I'm like, I don't know about me, but fun to watch you two because I can watch <laughs> you two, right? <laughs> me, I'm like, I'm just, by the end of the year, I was like head down, just do the thing to get through all the stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but to watch the evolution in the joy of training yeah that has come and and especially stacy for with all of the new stuff that you're doing for the arsa stuff Uh and then crystal it's been every time you send out i'm sure people would be totally shocked to know we have a facebook group um that 
a Facebook chat where we guy we chat like every day. And oh yeah, Chris is like <laughs> shocker. I know, big big shocker, right? And Chris is yeah. like, I went out and set tracks today, and there's this little part of me, the little part in my head that's doing the little cheering section. That's like tracks. Um, <laughs> Stacy's like, that's crazy. Why would you do that? Oh no, 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 no. I'm like that psycho tracking, but I'm like, yeah. I want to learn it. <laughs> that's what it was. Psycho tracking. Psycho tracking. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so, you know, to have those little cheer squads that you're, you do that and to see kind of some of that joy of just joy of training and, and yeah. playing with the dogs and that sort of thing has been fun to see. I, I do definitely feel like I've, I've gotten, I personally feel a lot of growth there where, you know, I've spent a lot of, a lot of the recent years just really focused on just one narrow slice and branching into other things that, you know, like working on a lot of the obedience stuff that I hadn't really done with some of my dogs recently and especially in a different way. And you know, oh my gosh, just the fun stuff of just teaching my dogs how to climb ladders, except powder just really isn't there yet. But it's just the, <laughs> she's just, she just does not do, I do not go slow. <laughs> slow. Right. Slow and careful, not part of her repertoire, but that is a training challenge for next year. It's been so much fun. And I think for myself, I, I feel a big difference in where I am in a headspace at the end of the year than I was at the beginning of the year. I think at the beginning of the year, you know, it goes back to maybe, you know, probably some of that imposter syndrome too. And then feeling like extra pressure about performance and like, and I, and I could feel that that was like this heavy weight on me when I competed. Um, Summit felt a lot harder, honestly, at the beginning of the year than it does now. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the pressure. And I think I've come to terms with some of that. Well, it's a lot of internal pressure. It's, yeah. it's internal pressure. I mean, the internal pressure of certifications and yeah. Yeah. you know those perfect training videos that everybody expects you to always turn out, which is yeah. turns into one of those things that you're like, you you do realize people that training is messy. Yeah, crystals yeah. really. I think we were talking about that at one of the distraction camps that. And teaching people how to um, putter isn't the right word. Tinker. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And Crystal, Tinker. you're so good at that. Oh and my you gosh. Model yes. That. Like you model that on Facebook in your videos and I show all the warts and all, especially on my CBK9. Yeah, but but your warts yeah. aren't wartish. It's like you're you're just seeing like this evolution of like this is I'm like I'm crafting this and it's not and the craft isn't perfect, but you can see how that imperfection is leading you to the greater goal. And that is something that you're really um talented at being able to show. Thanks. And I think and that's, yeah, that's super cool. And I, I don't know if I, like, I don't think I'm there yet. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, I really don't think, like, I see what you're doing and I'm like, hi, man. <laughs> I, I do that a lot. You know, if I, I, if I post warts, I'm like, ah, oh my gosh. At the same no. time, I think we're in such a different place because my full-time job is a high school art teacher. And so, I you know, I, I, I do dog training as um, it's my hobby, it's my passion, and I like to help others but it's not 
I don't have so much weight on it like you have to. Well, I don't know. I think I think it comes down to because the the most of the words I'm showing they're not nose work related, right? It's like if I put out a healing video, and I'm like, I've been working really hard on this, and and this dog, I mean. Brava is actually really tough to work through this because of a lot of different reasons and not to mention her mouth. And, um, and I, and I've worked so hard and so I'm really proud of what I'm doing, but then I I feel like, okay, now I got to do this duck and cover because, you know, now I'm going to, you know, people are going to be pointing out the warts and I'm like, I know they're there. Like I I don't, (laughs) And this is where my head goes. It's like, I don't need you to tell me. Yeah. I'm like, no, you know, I don't want your, your, you know, and that's where my head goes. It's like, I, I don't, I don't want the advice. Um, because I feel like, you know, I've got a, like, it, it's just it's too much for me to deal with. I have enough critics in my own head. Right. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. That I don't need a whole lot of other people uh, yeah. jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. I'll add to that too. Back in oh. October when Checkmate, the day before I was like, I can't believe it. Checkmate's feeling so much better. He's oh, had yeah. two total hip replacements for anyone that doesn't know his story. And we've gone through all the healing of that. And finally we're getting back and we're just to the point where we can start doing jump grids and actually getting ready to start competing again. And I was like, I can't believe like he's acting like a normal, you know, Malinois, like he's jumping and literally that very next day, he jumped up and landed on his water bowl and broke his foot. And that was back in October. It's now the end of December and it's still broken. And we're having the hardest time getting it to heal. We're probably going to have to plate it. So January 25th, I go back for the next x-rays. So we've been on crate rest since the end of October all the way through the end of January for a broken foot. And of course, when I post this, I posted the video because it was on my little Arlo camera, security camera. Yeah. And even there, people are giving me advice about, you know, I should have a collar on him and I should have moved the bowl and I should have a different kind of bowl. And it's like, I don't think people are willing to understand that mistakes happen, accidents happen. And, you know, we don't need to beat people up. And I I think people are coming from good intentions, but I hear what you're saying, the duck and cover. Because yeah. it it's 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 hard. It gets heavy sometimes. Where just let it be, you know. Like right. say, wow, it was a freak accident. Can't you just say, wow, that's a yeah. freak accident? You don't have to yeah. put your advice in. You don't have to put what you could have done and should have done. Because just assume the person already feels that they already know that. Yeah. Or they've already tried. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had just ripped an eighty dollar uh, bowl off the off the fence. He had just broken that, right? So that's yeah. why I had a big steel pot. So I made sure he had water. He couldn't knock over. Like you right. know, it was just right. it was a freak accident. And I'm not yeah. going to feel guilty or have blame about that, especially when I've got Facebook people I don't even know, mm-hmm. you know, making mm-hmm. comments that really, if you take them aside and read those comments and don't know anybody, you would go, wow, you know, <laughs> inappropriate. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, and, and that's and, just one example. But I, I hear you, Stacy. It's that duck and cover feel where it's like. So yeah. that's where I have to give a lot of self compassion. That takes us back right after our imposter syndrome episode. We mm-hmm. talked about a self compassion episode, and yeah. I think we're still, you know, having to really work on that. Oh, um, I think that that is an ongoing thing. Um, that that self compassion and give yourself grace piece. Yeah, because you know, I think back. Um, this year, um, one of the things that I learned is I cannot schedule as many seminars (laughs) as I used to be able to do. (laughs) 
Yeah. Because I get tired and then I am not at my best for teaching. Yeah. And that turns into a whole nother aspect of giving yourself grace. Yeah. And kind of leads into the whole fitness episode that we did with Liz. Yeah. Um, I was just telling Stacy before we got on. Um, everybody knows that I'm recuperating from knee surgery. In the grand scheme of things, I'm five weeks. Well, by the time this airs, I'll be six weeks post-op. Actually doing really, really well, except for the annoying, weird things that go on with having somebody like saw apart your tibia and your femur and put yeah, plates on them. About that part, <laughs> you know, all of all of that sort of, and the lig- yeah. how the ligaments around my knee are just really cranky. But that I'm I'm picking up my weight loss journey. I'd lost 30 pounds last year and I have gained some back to be expected because I've pretty much been sitting around doing nothing for the last five weeks, except for eating Jolly Ranchers. And um, I'm, I'm picking that back up because I also know that that will help me in the long run with mm-hmm. being able to keep up with the dogs that I have. And the mini donkeys and all of that stuff. And those that darn stretching that you should really do every day is a thing. Yeah. yeah. I love seeing the transformation for both of you, uh, especially with Liz helping you, Stacy. Yeah. And it's just, a, oh my gosh, she just messaged me and I'm like, I haven't really done anything over Christmas so far because, you know, you have the pressure of family time and I have the pressure Back of, to self-compassion. of work. And yep. it's, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. And it's like one of these things. And I, I was just telling Robin that here I am, I'm starting on the search and rescue journey, which I'm so excited about. And it's something that I'm, I'm this is something I really, really want to do. And I'm sitting here and I have this niggling little self-doubt that says, can your back do it? And it's kind of scary, you know, and I'm like, all right, so I need to commit more to the physical stuff, right? The the workouts, the stretching. And Liz is such an amazing resource, but it's just like you you get this little like little thing of worry. Like, well, I wake up and I'm like hurting. And it's just like, you know, so for me, that's kind of that's kind of this little fear in the back of my head. It's like, can I physically do it? And what do I need to do to make that happen? And that, that's hard. Well, and you know, not only us physically being able to do stuff, but I'm looking at my dogs and thinking that by time I get done with rehab, yeah, they will pretty much have gone eight weeks of basically hanging out in the backyard, drinking beer, and <laughs> watching yeah. the donkeys, like donkey TV, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to have a period of time and I'm hoping, and unfortunately just because of how my schedule works, you know, but we, and I, I was, we have a list of episodes that we did. Bobby Lyons is one that we did for canine fitness as well. I'm going to have to go through a whole process of spinning my dogs back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so not yeah. only is it spinning me up, it's spinning the dogs up and getting everybody back on point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was on such a roll. Bobby had amazing setup for a check 
And we were, I mean, every morning I was even on my CBK nine, I was posting you were. before I went to work. Yeah. I was posting yeah. a little video of all the fitness I was doing with each of my dogs. I would take five minutes, I'd post it and it was hold me accountable. It was mm -hmm. so great. And then I'll tell you when one dog takes a crash for me, the mental health side of it is so rough. Oh, yes. And so then I just quit doing conditioning with all three of them. And then yeah. I quit training as much. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, that's, it and I almost have to heavy. like, yeah, I almost have to avoid yeah. being at home a lot because then it's like I get in this spiral. So I, like I have to like feeling. let Checkmate be at home yeah. in a box and I have to load up Yukon and Radish and we have to go somewhere or else I don't do them, you know, the yeah. service that they need. So I, and then Yukon, he has bad elbows and his other elbow that um, hasn't had surgery, uh, it has a bone fragment that goes mm -hmm. around inside of it. And when you, when he walks, you can hear it clicking. Oh. And so it's really bothering him right now. So I'm like one for three for healthy dogs. <laughs> and then so you want to look at Yukon and say, stop jumping on the roof. Oh, right. Uh, right. I think I have all that figured out. I, I took down, you know how I had a huge, I had like an obstacle course built in the backyard. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I, I took most of that down because yeah. I found that he was jumping from that. It's over a 10 foot span that he was uh, jumping from there to get onto the roof of the house. That's, that's crazy. I couldn't that's believe insane. it. So I took all of it down. I'm like, no more. I, there's no excuses. There's no reason. So I, I don't, I don't think uh, they can do it anymore. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. Because well, Radish joined him. Oh, yeah. Geez. Because Radish watches him do it. And she's like, I can do that too. So that if looks only like she would have idolized Checkmate. I wish she'd idolized Checkmate, not Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, she's oh, not related to Checkmate. That's yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. So, like, isn't she like a quarter Yukon or something? Yeah, they like, have the same same granddad. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's been interesting for, and because um, we, we had Melissa Stagnaro on who did the ARSA. Yeah. Episode, yep. and it has been so fun to watch both of you. Um, and it seems like this whole community around become really, really interested in ARSA and IRO yeah. and all of that yeah. sort of and Evolution Working Dog Club out of St. Louis. You guys are now approved. So yeah, cool. we're now we're now an ARSA club, <laughs> cool. and my dad and I. Uh, we're over winter break right now, and we just finished building the swing, the plank. Oh, you the built the swing? Plank. Yep. Awesome. Oh, so, my gosh. I, I need, like, plans. Like, I need to try to figure out. That's the piece I haven't built, and I've got to figure I'll send you, out, like, What I've been doing is documenting do what we're doing, and so that, that way um, I'm going to put a thing together so if other, any people want to make it. And um, the cool thing is oh, my dad, so cool. too, he's like, well, I can make this stuff and, you know, people could buy it for me even. I'm like, OK, <laughs> um, so you can either send me the plans or send me the link and we'll send them to your dad. And I'll put the if, if you want to send the plans, I'll put them out on the canine census. Yeah. Um, yeah that's right. I plan on making a, it's like a video and, you know, so that way other people yeah. can make it easier because making all the can versions and yeah <laughs> oh yeah. i know like it, it's it's all in centimeters and, right and then you go to the, the home depot <laughs> and it's like it doesn't come in that but <laughs> i know you weird europeans uh, man the metric <laughs> yeah. is so much easier i grabbed a, a tape measure that had metric and um imperial on it and it's like oh my gosh the metric makes yeah. so much more sense it's wonderful <laughs> i'm like okay i have to say though I had a blast building the stuff that I did because I had never used power tools before this year. 
And it's like this whole new, like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have like a circular saw and I've got, I've got all kinds of good stuff. I, I got bought myself a jigsaw too. I've got that. I've got all nice. kinds of like, really, really I'm, cool, like I'm power tools now. And I'm just know. like, I can't wait to build the swing. <laughs> I just need to figure out how to do it. But yeah. that's the only piece I like really don't have built. Um, yeah. just because it's just been fun. Like it, yeah. And it, we made the stable and the unstable plank so it can uh -huh. be interchangeable. Nice. Oh, I'm really stoked about that. So that way we don't have to have two, uh, we don't have two different planks now. So it's one plank and it'll work for both things. Nice. Cool. Very, yeah. I, I have a, I mean, I just basically went like my, to train the unstable or train the stable plank. I just really have like an, um, an, an eight by 12. Uh -huh. I, I'm just putting on climbs, you know, I'm just, yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm just doing it for training. I'm, I don't have right. to have it like approved, you know, for trial well, we've got marco coming over so yeah. when you have the vice president of fci yeah. who yep. is like the lead search and rescue over in europe that's going to yeah. all these countries to help with all these disasters and yeah. he's an fci judge oh yeah we're gonna make oh, sure yeah. we have it as close to specs as we can <laughs> <laughs> i know right it's not, you're not gonna have them sitting out there in climb. yeah i am so bummed that I'm traveling. So we'll put a link to that particular. Oh yeah, because we're almost seminar. full in working spots. It may yeah. be full by the time this airs even. Now, yeah. audit spots will have more, but we only have 10 working spots. And yeah. um, they're all beginner spots, which is awesome that people are wanting to learn. That's and, awesome. Oh, we should probably say what it is, too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Melissa, that's a good idea. Melissa Stagnaro um, emailed us and said, hey, you know, um, we'd love to talk about uh, the search and rescue sport. And I had a lot of people message me on the side, like, I have big feelings about doing sports search and rescue. This is a serious thing and we shouldn't have sports. And I'm like, oh, I hear you. I so hear you. But the way that it's set up, it's obedience, it's dexterity and agility. And then you choose from avalanche, water, area search, tracking, man trailing. And so we don't really have a or lot rubble. of avalanche or rubble. I'm sorry. Yeah. We don't really have a lot of avalanche or water around here, you know, so that's Well, and their water is can't will the dog swim out and rescue somebody and bring them back yes right. it's and not so none of this is cadaver right, right. it's all um, live find yeah it's all live find and so in doing all of this there's different levels and v is the very beginning that's how i remember it v is the very beginning <laughs> <laughs> and so um they use it as the beginnings of their search and rescue so they have all of this obedience that they do with their dogs until they get to the point of then having level A and then level B, and mm -hmm. then they have mission ready. And at mission ready, that's their certification program in Europe. And so here, um, we are doing it as a sport of learning the foundations of all of these things and getting the obedience and having very fit dogs that you could then use to do search and rescue with if you wanted to. So if you want to learn more about it, or if you already have search and rescue dogs, it does not go against anything. It only makes it all better. And so that's where I'm like, I think agility people, I think AKC obedience and tracking, uh, IPO it's, people, it's no biting. I think that's where it gets confusing because it's called IPOR. Right. And for uh, the other organization, it's called RH. And so I think that's where it gets confusing for people. They're like, I'm not doing bite sports. It's like, no, 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 it's <laughs> not, not bite, not no bite sports at all. <laughs> yeah, there's no biting. Well, and I think it's, um, I, I was looking at it and it's like when I have fully retired from my search and rescue career, 
it is something that I will pursue just because it keeps all of those skills and it it provides you with more than, you know, just obedience or just odor mm-hmm. work or, yeah. you know, something yeah. else. Who knows? Maybe because at that point I'll want to do psycho tracking. Um, <laughs> and you don't have to psycho track either. You can you do right. style tracking. You don't have to psycho track. Yeah, it can be AKC style. Right. Yeah. And so well, all, all I know <laughs> is my knees are going to be like no running. Um, so it, but that that's been fun to watch. And it, to be perfectly honest, it gives people who would really like to do search and rescue, but maybe don't have the, um, the ability in their life yeah. to, you know, be on call 24 seven or may not have the physical ability to go out and hike through 160 acres and do all of the stuff for them to still do something fun with their dog. And yeah. that's important to me too, because it gets everybody off the couch. Yeah. And it's, it's really an intent, like the obedience, it's, it's a high, really pretty advanced obedience when you think about it, like the amount of healing and and everything i mean it's um and dog neutrality it, yeah yeah i mean it's advanced in my brain because you know i yeah. haven't a lot of this but it's it's um kind of like an i think it's like an equivalent of like kind of similar to like a bh right yeah and i think akc yeah. obedience people would love it yeah oh yeah yeah because it's in you're out there and it, it's you're you're not in a, in a in a like indoor arena that's like totally quiet either i mean you're you're it's out in the real world yeah yeah um, right. you know, it, it, it's, it's challenging, but it's, it's also like, you know, there's different pieces of it. You can, you know, um, you know, pick up and, 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 right. and train and, and you can really kind of like, it, for me, I've been having a blast with it. Well, and it's, it kind of goes back to, cause we also interviewed Joe Lawrence, mm-hmm. um, who does bird dog stuff, right. which is kind right. of like my new thing. Right. Yeah. And over the holidays, I think it'll be done by the time this airs, but she is doing um, 15 minute podcast segments right now. So I'm sure you can go out to her podcast, which is called Hold the Line and mm-hmm. re-listen to all of them as as she's doing to them. And she's doing like a 15 minute podcast on my dog won't give me attention when I'm outside, those sorts yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, and so getting the chance to talk to her and um, I mean, Jens Frank we talked to him mm-hmm. this year. I'm still having people tell me that their brains are blown by that one. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. and I also think about him a lot when I am setting out hides and am I making this challenging enough for my dog? Mm-hmm. And and then not getting upset. Thinking back to this last year, that was one of my highlights was, okay, I did take a week off work, but um, yes. getting to be there with Jens and Marchin and you know, to spend a whole week with the police departments and working their dogs and watching, you know, the the decoy from Poland come out and just, uh, oh my gosh, it was so cool. Yeah. Wow. Just, I learned so much. So reflecting back, that was a big changing point for me too. Wow. And then you said, Joe, I kind of, I don't know if this is good or bad. I, I hope Joe hears or somehow someone can tell her that um, I adore her so much. And that's why I'm posting every day about her podcast. Um, so I've been listening to those little 15 minute um, snippets and I take notes on them. And since I already do that for myself, I've just been sharing them on my CBK9 page. 
And uh-huh. so if somebody would share out a little love and let her know um, that I'm out there fangirling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I saw I that I she had that. Her. She had that sale right on her online classes. And yeah, she does that every year at Christmas. When you posted that, I I bought a few. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Yay, I did too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm and stuff in there that it's so applicable. Her classes to, are great. They're amazing. Yeah. Well, and they're applicable, and it you you yeah. don't. They're applicable for everybody. Yeah. I mean, they're applicable for, I, you know, just sent puppies home with people. And I'm like, if you need recall help, this is a great class. There's a whole bunch of ones on, right. Or if you want to teach a hold, here's a great place to go. So yeah. yeah. I love her remote stop. I want to build the, uh, the remote stop. Yes. Yeah. I love that one. I've got in my, so I'm, I'm starting this new journey with prize, right. For, for live find search and rescue. So we're, I'm realizing she's going to be far away from me off leash out in the wilderness. And honestly, my biggest fear are roads. Yes. Cars. And I'm seeing that for my purposes, I need the remote stop for kind of an emergency for it's safety. a safety issue. Oh, yeah. So I bought that class because I want to work on the ability to stop her on a dime no matter where she is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that's one of the things that's really important for people to understand. And it goes back to methodologies and training and safety. Dogs are dogs. And yeah. I was just talking with somebody not yeah. too long ago that um, lost a dog because it was a dog. It saw something across a busy road and it took off and yeah. all of the emergency stops and everything in the world, it failed to recall and got hit by a car. Oh my God. Right. And, you know, devastating to everybody mm-hmm. involved and, yeah. you know, nothing kills a dog faster than being a dog because we get complacent. Yeah. Well, and, and they're so, constantly trying to figure out ways to kill themselves. They I feel are. like that's my job. I'm just <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out how to keep the damn thing alive. <laughs> I was talking to my, it was really funny. I was talking oh, I to know. my vet about, you know, farm stuff <sighs> at one point, And he looked at me and he said, dying is easy. Living is hard. And I was like, <laughs> so true. Okay. Yeah. Farm vet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, like just honestly working powder, just in normal yes. nose work. We're, I, I sent you guys a screenshot where I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I, I don't want to put like an explicit on here, but I, I definitely had a word coming out of my mouth that was explicit with her launching herself into a tarped area. That's what she does. And you don't know what's underneath there. No. And yeah, all of this sort of stuff. And you're like, bleep. I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I said, and then, you know, of course the, the response was, it's all on your face. <laughs> the screenshot yeah. from the video where I'm just like, and now I have the image for this episode. Just so you know, Stacy, that's that's. <laughs> oh no 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 not that one. <laughs> no. Come on, we talked about being no. vulnerable. Come on, no, no, it's no, great. I one. love it. Well, it has <laughs> more one. to do probably with not um, letting the people know where you were training that your dog did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more like ah, she didn't break anything. That was um, on her or whatever she jumped on. So it was more. Um, okay, yeah. fair. But I was, uh, you know, it's just trying to keep her. People say, well, why why didn't you pick her for, you know, the, the search and rescue? And part of it is she's less aware of her mortality. 
<laughs> than some of my other dogs. Yes. <laughs> total, total valid point, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, there's there are dogs that I watch. Well, and some even the puppies that we currently set home or even Flash. I've seen dogs run across rubble piles and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to die. Yeah. They don't realize that they physically shouldn't be able to do that. And they're like, here, hold my beer. And um, having a dog that is a little bit more methodical and understands that, you know, I might die. Yeah. Is, is an okay thing. So this when we bring up Deb Jones. Yes, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, is there a transition ever? (laughs) I know Deb did a really nice job about grief. (laughs) yeah and and so it's we're trying to keep our dogs alive and uh, they don't want to (laughs) comply yeah oh i will say though she was so helpful that was because i had my anniversary of quinn's passing and i got her book out (laughs) because i was struggling (laughs) and it's it is it's interesting about grief though that it has changed like i'm I'm very happy seeing the posts and, you know, I'm very happy thinking back, but there, there are those moments where that, that grief just like, boof, it just hits you so hard. And then I, I know as years go, yeah. it'll, it'll be a little less intense. I get that. But this first year anniversary was like, wow, that it's was hard. rough. Yeah. And it sneaks up on you in ways that you don't even recognize. Like I know yeah. back on, we go back to like the pressure aspect of like the summits and everything. And I realized that when I first brought Brava out for a very first summit, my, and I didn't even realize this till later, that my performance was heavily impacted because I had only ever done summit with Judd. Uh-huh. And then coming up on, he had three summit titles and getting that third title on her was actually emotionally hard because now she has the same number of titles he does. And so it's like this grief thing that you don't even know is surfacing and it comes out in like these... Weird, weird ways. Way. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, and you don't even realize it until you do some reflection. You're like, oh, grief was driving that. Yeah. And I, it, it was a little bit of self-sabotage on my part, I think, um, with some of those summits with Brava because of Judd's memory. And that was actually freeing for me to realize that. And it's been, I lost him in 2019 and it still hurts a lot, you know, and it's just, and you see those, you know, on the Facebook yeah. memories pop up. I had one pop up not too long ago of, um, it was all of the dogs, all of my old dogs that had gone swimming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I lost Talon back in 2014. Mm-hmm. And it it is still those dogs. And Moses has been a couple of years. And it's still mm-hmm. just like, oh, I remember I yeah. was standing in this exact spot when I took that exact picture and, you know, the whole yeah. thing. So yeah. yeah, that whole mental management thing, I think we do a lot of episodes on those and we don't uh-huh. really realize how many episodes <laughs> we do on <laughs> mental management. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a common thread. <laughs> yeah. It, it tends but to it be that way. Uh, you know who really helped me out? I got to train with Christy Rock uh, yesterday. Oh, I love her. Oh, she's oh, my amazing. God. She's one of my yeah. top three, like yeah. seriously, if, and she's, that she's, she's only she's a few legit. hours away. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. But she absolutely nailed me on that one. Good. <laughs> yeah. I was so thankful. And that's, that's where it's so nice to, to, to train with different people at different times. And I, 
was really proud of myself. Here's my mental management thing that Uh I want to share. I, so Nancy, my best friend is like the most amazing positive person. She's always amazed (laughs) by the dogs. She's always amazed by the training. Like she's always just so in awe of what our dogs can do. And I love that about her because it, it, reminds me to be in that same amount of awe. Cause like when I watch dogs, I remember the very first agility competition I went to, mm-hmm. I was just blown away. Like, Oh my God, that really can happen. And now <laughs> I go and I'm like, okay, that front cross that rear, cr- you know, you know, and you, you right. look at it in different lens mm-hmm. and I lost that for a little while. And she really helped me bring that back. But what I loved about searching with Christy, she set up these poor things. She's all congested and feeling terrible. And she goes out and this is like, it's freezing rain the whole day. So she goes out and sets up four different, no, one, two, like four, five different areas of problems. Uh And we go out and we run them. And when I was done, even though there were a lot of problems, you know, the first thing I thought, yeah, how happy I was about the good things that Radish did. Yay! Uh, I know that sounds like everybody should have that. Like, why is that such a special thing? But that's not where my head was even just back in September. And it was very, you know, like, well, it should have been this criteria, should have, should have, should have. And instead, Uh we were done searching, even though she struggled and I struggled at times. Uh My overall and immediate feeling was, I'm very proud of her. She recognized every odor. She's mm-hmm. never smelled any of those before. She wow. loved the game. She was committed to doing the thing. And the rest of the stuff is cleanup. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so think about how we just started this or this whole entire episode about the fact that the first thing when you think about when you post stuff online is that people pile on you. Yeah. About how bad things are. And we forget a lot of the time in our own mental management that it is easier for us to always focus on the things that have to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Than the good things that just happened. And sometimes we really just do need to focus on the good thing that just happened. You know what? I kind of just thought of a January challenge. What? I think what I might do in January is I might show videos, but this sounds I don't know. It feels weird, though, of just saying, please point out something good that you saw on this video. I oh, I actually think we should do that because, like that because we spend a lot of time, even if you think about how we tend to coach people to watch their videos, mm-hmm. is we're always looking for the thing that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. You can fix it the next time. So what happens is if we start training people and talking to people about, no, Tell me the one thing you really liked about this video. I like it. Yeah. Crystal's going to do that in her group. So you guys (laughs) need to make sure that you're in her group to do that. Yeah. I have a lot of fun in there. I'm I'm glad I made it. uh, Me too. And (laughs) aren't you you getting ready to offer your fundamental? Yeah, I I need to get internet. (laughs) I didn't expect to be at my parents' house as long as I am. And uh, so by the time this airs, I think I'll just make it start when this airs, January 2nd. Yeah. So uh-huh. let's make it start that Friday. Okay. Okay. So oh. I'm going to do six weeks on my CBK9 uh, for functional obedience. And so it'll be six weeks of feedback on the Facebook group. And uh, that'll also be a great thing to be able to share my training on the CBK9 and 
you know, like, hey, sh point out, you know, something that you liked about this video. Because I always do the like, wish, wonder. And that was something that, you know, is from my art teaching as a critique method of helping kids, you know, be able to talk about each other's work. And it's very specific, you know, something you like, very specific about, you know, for them, artwork for us, dog training. And I even like to expand it, something I like about what the dog did and something I like about what I did. Or if I'm, you know, critiquing someone else, something I like that their dog did and something I like that they did. And then the wish is the thing that you go, okay, this is what could have been better. <laughs> but by wishing, you know, it feels not as heavy. And then that's what creates the wonder. So now that I wish that this happened, I wonder if I did this, if that can make that wish come true. Love it. I love <clears throat> so it that's, that's kind of where um, I think I'm going to hit for January. I think January's goal is going to be like, what do you like? Yeah. I think that sounds love. I think there's a lot of negativity in the world at this point, and we can spend a little bit more time working on the positivity, and that would be fantastic. Well, and that's what I liked when we got to talk to Lee. I'm so thankful that oh, you brought yeah. Lee and, and Jill oh, on because yes. those oh. are two people I would have never had a chance to meet. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's something I've loved about this podcast is getting to meet so many new people that are making such a difference. And I, I just, and people share. Wow. Like all these people just come on here and shared their time with us. Like I know. Yeah. It's oh. it's very humbling that they do that and we appreciate oh. it. Another little short reflection. I had somebody, I can't remember who it was, who said, because I said, oh yeah, with the podcast, I'm like, we're, we're up to almost a hundred episodes at this point. And they're like, and you guys are still friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, not only are we friends, we're like better friends. Like it's, yes. it's just developed and, got, and they're like, you know, a lot of the times people do that kind of thing and they decide that they like each other less. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And um, I just love the fact that it's the opposite with you guys. Yeah. You know, not to, people have to understand sometimes it's not sunshine and roses. We have to go, the negotiations to try and find time for all three of us to get together. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Well, that's where I was thrown out saying, are we doing too much uh, by doing this every week? Because we're really having a hard time I, it, finding, and, finding the hour to carve away here and there. Right. And so, you know, that's, that's something we're also assessing for 2024, just so people kind of know that that's on the horizon. And we also feel a responsibility, I guess, to actually get episodes out every week. So yeah. Um, yeah. who knows? At the same time, I love talking with you guys. So, I, Well, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that sometimes we forget that sometimes it's just nice to... Um, kind of have us get together and sitting around and chat and everybody else can feel mm -hmm. like they're eavesdropping on our conversations. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple maybe. of people tell me that, be like, well, I kind of feel like I'm sitting in the back seat and you guys are driving somewhere and I'm just <laughs> yeah, hanging yeah, out, yeah. listening yeah, to the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it does freak me out though when that happens, when somebody comes up and they start talking to me like I know them. I know. And I'm already really forgetful and I'm like, so were you at one of the seminars? You're like, no. <laughs> I, how do I know you? Yeah. Oh, I listen to your podcast. Oh, <laughs> <hi>. <laughs> was like, I saw your dad in the whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we've yeah. never met and you've only heard me on the podcast, if you could give me that clue when you talk to me, <laughs> that would, it would really super. help me. That, <laughs> that, I'm already that, super forgetful. And I, <laughs> I always am like that awkward, like, hi, meet such and such, because I'm just trying to figure out who you are. <laughs> yeah. I was so totally, awkward. I totally agree with that, too, because it's just like. Um, 
No, just a dog trainer who we decided to do this weird thing and then put out a podcast and now people listen to us. It's really kind of weird, but (laughs) we appreciate every single one of you who do that though. For sure. For sure. So, um, why don't we do this? Okay. Takeaways, people. Oh, I think that's what we're all about, wasn't it? I know. I don't know if there was any other aha moments. Oh. For How about goals or future? Oh, okay. You know what? It's like a succinct future plan. Um, my succinct future plan. <laughs> succinct question mark. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. Mine is to get through rehab, get back to training. Um, I'm working on a big project that I'm hoping will, um, officially launch in, uh, September and, and to kind of get that done, that's kind of my, and, you know, maintain certifications on the dogs because, huh, kind of got to do that too. So, um, and the building's done, almost done. Yay. Oh so God, that's awesome. that will be exciting. So that's kind of my 2024 ish looking stuff. So for me, 2024, you know, I've got two summit dogs that I want to continue to trial at summit. I've got prize is going to be at that level very shortly. And also want to get into more of the ARSA stuff. And I need a lot more training before I'm anywhere near trial ready prize, you know, heading down a whole new journey with, uh, with a life find search and rescue with her. And I'm having so much fun building the find refind on her. That is just like, it's just tapping into my trainer nerd side like big time and that's just been a blast so there's a lot there there's a lot of um, i'm anticipating a lot of a lot more personal growth because um the search and rescue is more than just the dog training and so i'm really looking forward to that and uh fema classes in your future i'm sorry what FEMA classes are in your future. Yeah, <laughs> those online classes. I'm in the middle of those, and I'm like, right, yes. I'm going to do part now, and then part tomorrow night. And <laughs> yep. yeah, they're like, I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, and why is oh gosh, he's 0.7 points away from elite three. So my goal for him, provided he stays healthy, happy, whatever, he's 12 years old, is just to you know, it's the continue to to trial him as long as he wants to, and so that's kind of a, a big important thing for me. So. Well, um, can I have healthy dogs, please? <laughs> <laughs> right. We all so, wish that for you, actually. Yeah. Um, so I'll go, I guess, personal goals. Um, I really enjoyed getting involved in the CERT team this last year, and I'd like to get more involved with that. And I miss field support, flanking, ground pounding. I, I miss that so much. And I was hoping that I could make it happen as an independent I've been training with different search and rescue teams on the side, um, but I'm going to have to buckle down and join a team uh, to be able to become more more useful. <laughs> uh, so that's I need to figure out where I'm going to go with that. Um, we have a lot of great teams to choose from, so that makes it really hard, which is good. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> yes. Um, and my other personal goal is to get in shape because I want to do more decoy and helper work. And I can't do that in my current 
out of shape condition because as I've gotten older, things don't heal as quickly. <laughs> that darn <laughs> not so, bouncing thing. Yeah, yeah, I need to absolutely yeah. get stronger to hold everything together that's torn and broken uh, before I really get heavy into it. And I'm excited to go out to the ranch in California with Finzi and um, work with Joakim and you know, uh, get a working spot there in February. So that's huge. So that's all personal Yay. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I also get to do an audit spot with them in March. So I'm like, yay. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's the personal stuff. And we're bringing Marco Bruken in, uh, in April. Uh, and he's the search and rescue sport, um, IPOR, FCI, vice president, judge, like, the yeah, guy. he's in, and yeah, he's the man. Uh, so prepping for all of that, you know, there, there's a lot of responsibility. Well, and aren't there. you guys doing like Mondio Nationals or something silly? Yeah, well, not so silly, but we're not actually listed as co-hosts, but we're making a lot of the hides and the send away, and we're we're doing a lot. Right, um, wow. like Dad and I are making a 16 foot pirate ship because the theme is pirates, and <laughs> so, so cool. I've been collecting um, old <laughs> play sets on Marketplace whenever they're free. I go and pick those up. So it's it's going to be pretty spectacular. Like wow. when we do we do Mondio, we do Mondio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're doing we're helping host that in April. We also are hosting um, a trial for IGP in the spring, and we're also um, hosting another trial in the fall. So club wise, we're very You're busy. Club. We're, yeah. Wow. So that's that's all stuff that's not even just my dogs. So now my dogs, Radish, I need to build more confidence for her and for me. And that's just a matter of young right. dog, newer handler. We just have to see more scent theory. Yeah, that that's that's an everyday. You know, I'm excited for that. Um, for checkmate, if I could get him healthy, it would be awesome. Just, the boy wants to jump. He feels good. Like his hips are finally strong. Um, if he can heal and that bone doesn't cause us more issues this year. We have the potential of doing IGP one, MR one, and PSA one. Oh, so sweet. that's my goal this year for him. If we can so just get healthy, because he can finally jump. Lots of healing thoughts, everybody healing towards checking his toe. Yeah. yeah, and then Yukon, he's, um, you know, he's Yukon. He he's a lot of fun, and I'm doing the search and rescue sport with him. He is excellent at tracking. He has great fun at it. He could do the V level of dexterity and agility and obedience we can get through and he's a great neutral dog so he can do it i just oh come on buddy let's let's stay healthy and consistent so that's that's okay. my goals awesome yep. well i want to say thank you to you ladies for another great year of podcast and chatting and training we did it we did Yay. it it's awesome <laughs> so crystal now we gotta figure out what we're gonna do for 100 Yee. yeah 100 episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's the next episode. No pressure. Should... No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Crystal's gonna have her fundamental obedience go live Friday. on Friday. So make <laughs> sure to check out the link at her page. Um, I'm doing a webinar at Stacy's place on should you do, should you, can you, all of the things around a trained final response. So nice. um, that's going to be in January, on January 17th. Yep. Plus um, I'm going to have some more webinars coming out in um, February and March. And then Stacy, you always have so much going on. I can never remember. 
<laughs> I have a hard time remembering sometimes. Um, I'm doing the uh, the confident dog um, online, uh, like uh, it's like a one day you know, like, summit. Yeah, thing. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, with Fenzie Dog Sports Academy, um, talking about like how to build a confident dog and uh, using nose work as an example, but it's got a lot of the elements um, for a, a, across a lot of different sports. That's on the on the thirteenth, um, and um, I also have my online classes open for registration on January twenty second. And I have to tell you guys, I've got a couple of classes. I think all three of them are going to fill at gold very rapidly. So mark your mark your calendar, set your alarm, because um, I'm also teaching my introduction to nose work, which is getting the dogs on odor. I and that I only teach twice a year. So if you want a working spot, um, set your alarm clock. Um, so I've got that. I've got a handling class and um, and one that's on uh, setups. So, you know, so get Super. ready for those. All right. And a little further out for me, April, Marco Brucken, make sure you get a working spot. We only have a couple left. We may not have any by the time this airs. And then in April, I'm in Wisconsin uh, doing a play seminar. So, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect. Okay, everybody. I hope you had a very safe and happy new year. And we look forward. At, thank you so much for actually listening to us and tuning in. Yes. Make sure to tell your friends. Um, we greatly appreciate everybody who always gives us feedback. And we did get a lot of good feedback from the Ask a Question. So I think we're going to set up a webinar roundtable where we just take questions and answer questions live. So um, keep an eye out for that maybe in March. And for now, go train. Collaborative. We appreciate the time you spend with us. If you liked this episode, not only should you follow us so you don't miss the next one, but please also rate and review us in your favorite podcast app. For info on collaborating with us, go to K9DetectionCollaborative.com. That's K number nine DetectionCollaborative.com, where you can find our socials and pick up our latest monthly freebie. Join us again to talk training in the next episode.